Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving, goal oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 264, Beyond Dry January 2024. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the end of January. Wow, what a month. (laughs) And I'm just here celebrating you and applauding you for showing up, being committed to drinking less this month, no matter what that looked like, whether you committed to doing dry January all month, if you committed to drinking less, if you had epic failures and you are still here willing to work on this, I especially applaud you. I really, really want you to hear me on that. Sometimes it takes massive screw ups <laughs> to prompt us to be like, okay, what's going on? What can I learn from this? What can I do differently next time? And I invite you to go into this podcast episode and this class that I just taught earlier this week with that intention in mind. Be curious, be open, be willing to learn something and reinforce some things that you've already learned. Okay, my friends, enjoy the class and I can't wait to celebrate you going forward. Oh, hey, real quick before we jump in, this would be a good podcast episode to be seated and have a pen and paper, a journal, something to write with, something to drink and take it like a class because The best value I can offer you all is if you actually do what I'm telling you to do in these podcast episodes and the classes that I teach and the programs. If you just listen, that's awesome. You'll probably learn some nuggets, but it's the people that actually pause, put the podcast on pause, do the writing prompts that I'm asking you to do, be reflective about the month, do the evaluation that I'm going to take you through. The people that actually do that will have better success. They'll have more growth. They'll be learning things more. They'll be applying what they learned this month and taking that into the following month and they'll get to their goals faster. And so I really encourage you to do that with this podcast episode. If you don't have time to do that right now, you know, I would schedule some time. I would schedule 90 minutes to sit down and listen to this podcast episode. You can put me on 1.5 speed. Did you know that? (laughs) You can put me on to go a little bit faster. So maybe it would only take 75 minutes, Um, but it's worth the time. I promise. All right, friends. Talk soon. Welcome to the Beyond Dry January workshop. And as I was prepping for today, I love to just get a little bit of hit from the universe. So I have this um, Oracle deck here. It's by Denise Lynn. It's called the sacred forest. It's absolutely my favorite. And so I pulled a card and I wanted to know today what you all needed to hear today to help you move forward and believe in yourselves. And the card that I pulled was this, this card called the ancient Oak spirit strength. Okay. And so I'm going to read to you what that card, what the meaning of the card is. Walking softly into the forest, you can hear the deep sonorous voice of the oak. 
When the great oak spirit speaks, the forest becomes still and listens. Although you may not be consciously aware of them, powerful and profound messages seep into your soul and can be felt in the core of your being. This card represents standing strong in your truth. It appears as a sign that you need to step into your strength, or conversely, when you are responding to a situation with too much strength. Recall how a strong wind will cause the flexible willow to bend, with a rigid oak branch to break. The appearance of ancient oak spirit may, be, may also foretell mystical experiences ahead. Oak spirit acts as a reminder of the wellspring of power within you. Traditionally, this tree has symbolized endurance, strength, mystical wisdom, courage, and nobility. Remember that inner strength means speaking your truth without guile or over-explaining yourself. It means living with full authenticity, even if everyone seems against you. The oak tree doesn't need to overly declare its power. It just is. There may be a blockage in your life or one to come soon. Now is the time to amass your inner strength and move beyond it. This is a card of good fortune. If a dream has eluded you, know that you have the fortitude to achieve your goals. Help from mystical realms is at hand. Believe in your own inner strength. What are currently obstacles will be tomorrow's stepping stones to success. The spirit of the ancient oak tree says, you are wise and strong beyond, beyond measure. Stand firm and rooted where you are. Speak your truth. You're intuitively guided in the right direction. Wow. Okay. So the theme of this call right now is your own inner strength. Be that oak tree. You do have the power within you to overcome your obstacles around alcohol. Okay. And I'm here to be that messenger today for you. And for I'm believing in you. We just got to start believing in ourselves. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Beyond Dry January. So in the chat, I'd like to know if you're brand new. Is this the first time, first class you've been with me or if you're a repeater? <laughs> Say brand new or repeater in the chat. And that'll kind of help me how much detail I need to go in. Ooh, your, your word is truth. Kathy, nice. Repeater, new. Hi, Nick. Repeater, 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 new. Hi. Mostly repeaters, some new. Love it. Ooh, you're live for, for the first time, Christine. Awesome. Hi, April. Okay, cool. So I'm a certified life coach. I'm the host and the creator of the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast. And I've created multiple Stop Over Drinking programs for women. My story is probably very similar to a lot of yours. I was married in a vineyard. I was deeply seeped into the wine culture. We got married in Sonoma County, California, which is right next to Napa. We lived in San Francisco. We had easy access to all of that. We had all the wine club memberships, went to Vegas a lot. Um, I was definitely the ringleader along my friends, the pusher, the partier. And I really believed, and I thought this was a fact, that people that didn't drink were boring. And so I would filter my friendships based on that. So that was me in the past. And this is, oops, I must have not included that one. That's weird. Um, anyway, now I don't believe that anymore. I've got friendships all over the world. I go on big, wild adventures. I just got home from Vietnam and Thailand, 100% sober. I haven't drink and going on six years now. I've coached thousands of women to help change their relationship with alcohol. And really the message is, if I can do this, you can too. So believe in that oak spirit within you today, okay? No matter what happened in the last month, 
Okay. That doesn't determine your success in the future. I'm going to, I'm going to review the six coaching tools that we talked about during dry January workshop at the beginning of the month as a refresher. And then we're going to, I'm going to help you set up for deciding what's next when this month is over. Okay. So you're going to leave here with a plan and a strategy going forward. I'm going to review why we overdrink and how to make changes that last. And you're going to learn how to do an evaluation on the current month that we're in. So for the past 30 days and how to make decisions going forward. And then I'm going to help answer your questions real time at the end. Sound good? Okay. So I just have to preface this, what this class is not, what my coaching is not. If you experience tremors, shakes, withdrawals, if you feel physically ill without alcohol, don't participate unless you're under a doctor's supervision. If you have any questions about that, I'm, I can't advise you on that. I'm not a medical professional. I'm a certified coach. Um, so if you are worried about that at all, go ask your doctor and then come back and do the class and, the, and do the tools that I teach. Um, I don't provide medical diagnosis or advice drug addiction or substance abuse treatment programs. This is more about mindset, emotional regulation and, and whatnot. So just want to preference what this is not. So I want you to stick around. I'm going to be going out around um, at the end about how you can join and work with me going forward, including some awesome bonus opportunities to join a live AF for its one year anniversary. So is this you, if you feel frustrated that you start things and don't finish them, you might be feeling frustrated right now that you said you were doing dry January and you didn't. Um, don't worry. Okay. It's normal to feel that way. Um, you might read books, listen to podcasts, try taking breaks, but it doesn't last. You've had success in other areas of your life, but feel like this is the one you can't get um, control of. You can take a couple of days off or maybe longer, but you feel like you normally come back into the same cycle. And you don't have a lot of confidence in yourself that you'll be successful. If you if you resonate with this, you're in the right place. And if you don't resonate with this and you've been slaying it, you're also in the right place. Okay. So just to recap why we overdrink. We overdrink because we're seeking to feel an emotion that we currently don't feel in the moment we want to drink. So if you did drink this past month, try to recall the, the day or days, the one specific incident that you did have a drink or drinks. You were probably seeking to feel something in that moment that you currently didn't feel. So maybe you were stressed out. Maybe you were really tired. Maybe you were bored, right? So try to try to bring that into your memory. And then that decision to drink from that place was to get out of that feeling that you were in and to feel something else. Sometimes it's just to take the edge off, or we want to feel more happiness or more joy because we're not feeling like super excited in the moment. Um, sometimes it's to amplify celebratory feelings, not just to numb the bad ones. So we unconsciously believe that alcohol is the answer to feel something that we currently don't feel in the moment. And when we choose to drink from that place, we tend to drink a lot more than we really want to, to get to the desired feeling that we're after. So we also, it's, it's also hard to cut back because we don't know how to handle those urges we don't know how to be with our feelings. And so we drink because that's what we've been teaching ourselves to do over a period of time, right? It's a repetitive behavior. And when we give in, we make that repetitive behavioral a stronger neural pathway. And so our desire for the alcohol increases over time. Um, and there's a lot of stigmas, stigmas and labels around drinking. We don't want to share that we're cutting back. We don't, we don't want to be monitored. We don't want to have people to think that we have a problem. So we kind of keep it to ourselves. 
because we're, we're ashamed of this, right? Because of the messages that we get from society and our family and friends about alcohol. And it's hard to cut back because sometimes we say, I'm just not drinking, or we go on a drink diet, or we just say we're not going to, but we're not really getting to the under, underlying reasons to why we're drinking in the first place. So it's easy to go back to our old ways. So I just want to, we did this a little bit in, in when we first logged on, but I want to know in the chat what your drinking was like this month. Did you do dry January? Did you try? Did you cut back? Did you not do it? Let me know where y'all are in the chat. Drive for 29 days. You failed. You did it. Made it to 126. So disappointed. Okay, Christine, you made it to 126. Okay, so let's celebrate the 26 days that you didn't have alcohol and not throw it all in the trash because, you know, you didn't make it in the final days. Okay, there's so much there that we want to look at that did work. So we're going to do that in the workshop today, but stay with me on that. Okay. No drinks, 29 days, successful dry January, success, total fail, did it. Yay, Megan. Attempted dry, drink five days, dry 24. Awesome, Kristen. Zero drinks since September 26. Cut back, one week, no drinks. First time ever. Woo! Dixie, I tried. Objective was to cut back by 50%. January was 34% less than December and 68% less than when I first started tracking. I'm counting that as progress. Huge progress. So it's really important as we get into today's workshop that we just focus on the math, okay? So if you haven't done kind of like what Dixie did, like how many days did you drink? How many days did you um, not drink? Like, let's just write that down and stick and keep the facts. It is not a complete failure. Okay. No matter what you did, it doesn't, you don't want to conclude in your mind that you are a complete failure when you have had a lot of successes. And I'm going to take you through a, a process on doing that, but it's important to like actually know that the facts on it, because your mind will want to like extrapolate and conclude big grand statements around what you did if you don't actually look at the math. Okay. Okay. So I'm just reviewing the dry January tools that we talked about in the original class. Okay. So tool number one was being intentional versus being unintentional. So being intentional is those conscious and deliberate decisions around alcohol based on the relationship you want to have with it. So that's you think ahead, you make a plan, it's thoughtful and deliberate versus unintentional. You're making decisions around alcohol that are in response to your feelings. So usually these are same day decisions. You've had a bad day. You might get a, an you know, unexpected invitation to go out and you make a decision around alcohol that's more unintentional and not in relation to the goals that you have. Okay. So the going forward, we want to remember to be intentional versus unintentional. Okay. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to take you through an exercise later on how to do that more specifically. The other tool, number two was being prepared, making preparations. So again, being intentional under that theme, you know, what did you do to prepare for this month? Um, did you get a support kit? Did you journal? Did you have your herbal teas stocked up for nighttime? Did you have your non-alcoholic beverages on hand? Did you share your goals with your family and friends? You know, watching these classes, listening to podcasts, right? Um, making your preparations to set you up for success are tools that you want to do, you know, you had wanted to do in January and you want to continue going forward in February. Okay. So, I like to, there was a good podcast episode on preparations. Rhiannon, if you 
can drop that podcast link is one of my later ones or my newer ones, I think in the last few weeks. But I talk about that, like we prepare for so many other things in our life, like think about preparing for a vacation or preparing for kids going back to school or any preparing for the holidays, right? We take so much time and effort and attention to preparing for those other things. And then when it comes to changing our own personal behaviors or habits, we just wing it. And the more that you can prepare and set you up for success in advance, the more success that you'll have. And if, if Rhiannon drops in links, um, thank you to that. If you just click on the link in the chat, that's going to open in a separate window. Don't do anything else. Come back to the presentation. And then when I close down the, the Zoom, you'll have all those links popped up into your windows. Okay. But don't go listen to it now. But so you have these links for later. Okay. The third tool was handling urges. We talked about having, um, knowing that you're probably going to have some urges at the time you normally would drink and you want to welcome them in instead of being like, I don't want to have urges. You want to accept that you're having the urges and you, you tell yourself, I recognize I'm having urges right now. It's okay. And you allow them versus white knuckling and resisting them. So you open up, you locate your breath, you connect with your body, you breathe in and you exhale and you allow that vibration to be present and focus more on your body and your breath and battling with yourself in your mind about whether you're drinking or not. Okay. You want to stop thinking and focus on your body and breath and process those urges. So imagining how you're going to feel is also a tool. So thinking ahead to being successful, how you're going to feel the next morning, all of these are great tools to have. That's the play it through tool. Okay, so how would you feel in the morning? So if you're faced with an urge, you're faced with not following your drink plan, the tool is, okay, let me play this through. Let me just pause for a second and think through clearly. Slow down, think about it and tell yourself the truth. Okay, so remember that allowing discomfort is how you make progress towards your goals, no matter what they are. So if you want to grow a business, if you want to start a relationship, you want to run a marathon, you want to stop drinking, that's going to require some discomfort on your part, right? That's growth. It's uncomfortable. And this is no different. So if you want to break the patterns of your over drinking, it's going to require that you be a little uncomfortable and you're not going to die. Okay. So another thing is when you're playing it through is you want to ask yourself, what do I actually need right now? And usually your brain isn't going to say, you really just need a drink. It's going to say, you need to have some quiet time. You need to go lay down. You need to be alone. You need to go move your body. You need to drink your water, <laughs> right? So you want to ask yourself in, the in that moment, close your eyes, take a few breaths. What is it that I really need right now? And listen to what comes up for you, okay? Remember, this is a temporary urge and it will pass Okay. And if you let it pass, you're going to be rewiring that brain and training yourself that you can, you have a resilience here to allow temporary discomfort. Okay. The tool number five is fixing your mindset. Okay. If you keep your own mindset and you're, you know, very negative thinking and you're telling yourself not drinking is boring and that everybody drinks and I should be able to, it's going to be hard because your mind creates your feelings and your feelings drive your behaviors. So you want to get aware of your thoughts and work on thinking new things that make you feel more inclined to stick to your goals and to your plan. So an example would be, I can get through this event without wine. 
a new thought, or I can't get through this event without wine would be something that you you would think in the past, a new way to think about it. I can have fun and not drink or not drinking, not drinking is boring. My favorite response to that is being stuck in an over drinking pattern is getting really boring. I'm really tired of this, <laughs> right? So why don't I try something new now and, and break this pattern? Okay. So you want to get aware of your thoughts and start changing them and redirecting your mind when you hear yourself with these old types of thoughts come in and, and say, you know what? I don't want to believe that right now. I want to think this instead because this way of thinking is going to move me towards the goals I have. Okay. So again, with the mindset stuff, this is not a success only journey. As we all know, you know, a lot of us here, were not as successful as we wanted to be this month. And that's absolutely okay. You want to stop beating yourself up. Okay. So when you're saying things like I was a complete failure, I totally blew it, not successful at all. That's being hard on yourself. Okay. That doesn't work for positive change. It just doesn't. It has the opposite of effect on the goals that you have. So if you think that you need to be hard on yourself, you're just wrong. It doesn't work because when you're hard on yourself, you feel bad and those feelings don't feel good. And usually negative feelings drive more negative behavior or hiding or avoiding and not doing the work. But if you're feeling more open, more accepting, more curious, that's going to drive actions. It's going to help you figure it out and keep moving forward. Okay. So really check yourself when you're thinking about what this month was like. We want to, we want to look at how we're thinking about this past month and clean that up so that we can start fresh this next month going forward with how we want to think about our capabilities of changing our relationship with alcohol. Okay, so the, the last tool that we talked about, tool number six, was evaluate. So you want to evaluate your day. If you did have an overdrink, right, you want to go do um, the worksheet in a live AF, which is what worked, what didn't work well, what can I do differently next time, and put pen to paper and actually do that work. This is where you learn and grow, okay? Um, you don't want to skip over this. A lot of people are like, oh, I failed. I can just, you know, start again on Monday. They're, you're missing gold here. These evaluations are supremely important. And even if you keep failing and you keep doing the evaluation and it's still the same thing over and over again, you want to keep doing it because at some point your brain, something new will click and you will hear something. And that repetitive action of you doing these evaluations, the next time you're in that situation and you might go drink, you're like, oh, here I am again, because you've heard it over and over again and you might make a better decision. So they are very, very valuable. Um, sometimes they might feel a little bit repetitive if you keep doing the same things over and over again, but don't give up on it. So those are the tools. And right now what we're going to do together as a group is we're going to evaluate the full month. Okay, so this is a time where I want you to grab your paper Grab your pen, journal. If you have, if you're in a live AF and you have um, that worksheet right in front of you, grab it. And we're going to go review the entire month of January and do an evaluation together. Yeah, it's taken me a very long time. Don't give up. It. You need to focus on your own journey here. It's easy to compare yourself to others and like, oh, I wish I was having all that success. Don't do that because that steals your, that's just like a deflection right? You're focusing on something that's not going to help you. You need to look at your own journey and your own actions and behaviors here and do this deeper work and evaluate what you can do and learn from so that you can move forward. Okay. And everybody has their own journey here.
Thank you for sharing that, y'all. Megan, me too. Two years working on this, just getting more and more success over time. Yes. Thank you all. So important for them to hear that. Okay. So does everybody have their paper and pen ready? And Or if you're in a live AF, have your evaluation worksheet out. So at the top of the paper, what we're going to do is we're going to write what worked. Okay. So everybody write what worked on the top of the paper. And if you want to, you could screenshot this and come back to it if you want. Um, but I want us all, if we can, to do this together so I can help you flesh out your evaluations and give you more beef to them that needs to happen. Don't just like go through the motions here. Like this is really important. <laughs> okay. And this is something that we talk about a lot in the live AF program. This is where you will grow and learn by doing this work. So don't ignore it. Don't be scared of doing it. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Mary. Okay. So at the top of the page, you're going to write what worked. And so you're going to list all the things that you did do. Okay. So like drinking your water every day, getting good sleep, you attended classes, you attended the first workshop, you listened to podcasts, you journaled a certain number of days, you ordered non-alcoholic non drinks when you went out, um, you shared your, your goals with your family and friends, you got coaching, you listened to X amount of podcasts, you got your movement in, you, this wants to be, this needs to be a long list. So I'm going to mute myself and put on some relaxing music and you're going to put pen to paper and you're going to go back. If you have to look at your calendar or a journal or something, and you're going to write down all the things that went well. Okay. All of the days that you got that you didn't drink, how many urges you processed and said, no, honored your commitment to yourself. You want to document that on paper right now. It's very important for you to have this as we move forward. So you remember that it, you weren't just, didn't just roll over and go to sleep this month. Okay. All right. Let's spend like three to five minutes on what went well this month now. Okay.
right, everybody. How did we do with that? If you'd like to share in the chat all the things that you did that worked well, I would love to hear that. Good. Long list. Maybe if everybody would share one thing that they did well this month, I'd love to see that in the chat. Oh, you did yoga every night. Awesome, Christine. Oh, you worked on your inner critic. Good job, Michelle. Ooh, new tea ritual, rituals and jewelry making. Daily yoga. Fun. So exploring new things that you're interested in. Love it. Journaled, mindset exercise. You drink non-alcoholic drinks while you're out. Wow. Self-care. SNP, Julie, got an exercise. Wow. You journal daily after being resistant. Love it. You shared your goals, worked out, got your steps in every day. Love it. I'm just reading through. You guys are rocking it. Ordered NA drinks at annual conference. Ooh, you looked forward to good food instead of wine. You began Tai Chi, 14 days of worksheets in the AM. Love it. Open and honest about your mom with your drinking efforts to improve. You notice how much better you felt. Notice how much clearer my head was. Got 10,000 steps a day. Swimming and walking, losing weight, that was motivation. Did hot yoga, addressed an issue with my husband that I've been avoiding. Slept. See, you guys are awesome. <laughs> I love reading that. Good job. Okay. You tried a new class. Amazing. Okay. So you should have a very beefy something in your journal or on your worksheet around. Okay. So it's really important as we move forward, like I said, to highlight what we actually did do and not just let our brain conclude that we're a total failure. Okay. Or like it was okay. Right. We want to do better than that for ourselves. We deserve to acknowledge our wins. All right. Okay. So the next part of the evaluation is what didn't work. And I don't want you to use this as an opportunity to be hard on yourself. This is just looking at some facts here, okay? Looking at the days that maybe you didn't follow your drink plan. Or even if you did, if you were 100% perfect in dry January, I want you to look at some other things. Like what, you know, how was your self-care? Um, were there any times where you got super reactive to something or blow out a situation that didn't need to be blown out or anything else? Like what didn't really work or what could you do maybe a little bit like you recognize that that didn't work so well. Let's highlight that here. Okay. But we're doing this out of curiosity and openness and not as an opportunity to be hard on ourselves. Okay. We always, there's always an opportunity to learn, right? It's like getting a feedback or an annual review from your employer, right? Like we don't really like to see our areas of opportunities, right? But they're important. So we can be aware and like make changes for the goals that we have going forward, right? So list all the things you didn't do, like not addressing your anger at a situation and drink to take the edge off. Um, maybe you didn't do an evaluation and you drank, right? Um, maybe you didn't share your goals with people, or maybe you changed your plan mid-month, or maybe you didn't allow and process your urges and you just white knuckled through things and failed. Um, maybe you made a same day decision to drink in response to your feelings or a social situation. Okay. Um, so go to your, we're going to do the same thing. Go to your journal right now. And we're going to list out these things. Okay. You don't have to highlight every little thing, but maybe just the bigger ones that you can reflect back on, on the month. 
identify some things that didn't go so well, okay? I'm gonna play the music, come back here in about three to five minutes.
right. How did we do there? Does anybody want to share what didn't one thing that didn't work well for you this month? And put that in the chat. Did you all hear what I was saying though? When I, when I just popped in, I don't know if I was cutting in and out with the music about being very specific about what didn't work well, instead of just kind of glossing over it and saying, I didn't stick to my plan. Like you want to get a little bit deeper there and like what was happening for you that day, more specifics around that one specific situation. Meg had a planned drink day to plan, but over drink because it was the end of a big week and I did not prepare well for the planned drinks. Drake drank from emotional response unintentionally, even though it was planned. Yeah, that's the kind of detail that we want to we want to see. So good job, Meg. You had trouble processing the urges, Judy. What specifically, like I would evaluate that a little bit more, like what was hard about it? Was it that you were up in your head a lot of the time and like fighting with yourself and more white knuckling um, to, you know, get a little bit more clear on that? Like what specifically was hard about it? A lot of ruminating, Dana. Same day decisions, urges, didn't, didn't journal. Yeah, didn't put yourself first, put other needs before mine. Didn't get out of the house enough, led to my isolation. Yeah, it's really good to know, Anne, right? That's important, sounds like, to you, to, like, get out and, like, do some stuff, see some people. So that would be something, like, that didn't work well, right? Like, next time, like, if we're trying to do this or trying to work on it, it's important that you get out, right? Like, so what can you do? Could you go take a yoga class in person? Um, we're going to work on that in the next section. But, like, really recognizing that is huge. I don't like feeling uncomfortable and processing the urges is making me uncomfortable. I tend to be reactive. Yeah. So recognizing that, Judy. So like that doesn't work for you, right? Like when we're not willing to feel the the feels, right? Leads to drinking. And so that didn't work. So maybe going forward, you would be open to like, yeah, I got to dig into being uncomfortable more. This is what I need to be willing to do. Otherwise, my behavior is not going to change. Too much going on, made too many plans, and I'm not doing anything but drinking. And now I intend to do the evaluation when I feel like going to the liquor store. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we book ourselves too thin, right? And we are like, we get overwhelmed and anxious and stressed out. And like, that's not good for us. So it's important to document that too. Ooh, you thought some really good excuses for a couple of days you slipped up. Yeah, your mind, right? That would be something that didn't work. Letting your mind tell you some elaborate stories about why it doesn't matter or like why you should be able to drink or something like that, right? Really good to document that. Yes, keep thinking about disappointing certain people by not drinking. Yes, that is also stories that our mind is telling us, right? We, our mind likes to say, People are going to be disappointed. People aren't going to think you're fun anymore. Like those are just mind tricks, right? That can drive our behavior. So documenting that here in this evaluation part is really, really important. So you can be aware of that type of thinking as it comes up in the future, because it will. All right. So the third part of the evaluation is we're going to look at what you can do differently this month. So we've learned what went well. So we want to like keep using the things that worked. Keep bringing in the things that you did this month going forward. So journaling, you know, setting yourself up with mocktail stations, getting coaching, all the things that went well, we want to keep doing those things. Okay. And then from the section that we just did, looking at what didn't go well, we're going to bring that in to this part and be like, okay, I'm aware now, right? What didn't go well for me? What can I do differently this month going forward? What can I add in after learning what didn't work that great? And what am I committed to doing differently this month? So we're going to take a few three to five minutes here now 
and fill this part out of the evaluation in our paper, okay? So some examples are, I will not change my plans this month and stay committed to what I've agreed with myself on. I will practice allowing urges and working through difficult feelings. I will add more time each day to make sure I'm taking good care of myself. I will add in journaling. These are just examples, right? You don't have to, this isn't, I'm not saying you have to do these things, but based on what you found that didn't work for you, we want to now decide, okay, that didn't work so well. What can I do differently this month going forward and write that out, okay?
right? How are we doing with that one? Does anybody want to share one thing that they'll do differently going forward? You're going to sit with your urges, Judy. Yes. Ooh, Christine, you're going to think about how many less hot flashes you had. Yes. No same day decisions on drink plan. Um, the journaling for Nick, try again to do the journaling, which I'm really stuck on starting and continuing. Maybe just start with like five minutes. And maybe it's just like you just start with what happened yesterday. Like that's the question. And it's more like a diary. And you're just kind of like, yesterday I went to work and blah, 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 right? You're just kind of reporting the news. And then as you progress, you just establish that baseline habit around it. And then you can get a little bit deeper as you go forward and you can journal about your relationship with alcohol and your feelings and stuff like that. But maybe just make it real easy for yourself to start just five minutes a day. Okay. I love this, Mary. Work more consistently with the evaluations. Yes. The evaluations are so important. I think I need to take another bad habit and do the same thing I did for alcohol. Continue to not drink in February. Honor my plan. Prep better. Tell husband plan. Play the tape board. Yep. I'm so glad it's helping you. Okay, great. So now how do you guys feel about this past month after doing these exercises? You've filled your brain with all the things that you did right. You highlighted some things that didn't go great. And you've made a commitment on paper now what about what you're going to do differently than the next month. How are you feeling about what happened this month now? Put that in the chat. Empowered, happy, hopeful, good. Good. You might still be a little bit disappointed too if you, you know, didn't follow through this month. That's okay. When we're out of alignment with what we want to do, like if you had an intention to be dry January or drink a lot less this month and you didn't do that, it's okay to be disappointed, right? Just recognize that. I You're disappointed because you didn't do something that you wanted to do. That's a normal feeling to have, right? But don't let that disappointment fester. Don't let it drive your actions of like giving up or saying fuck it or this doesn't work or any of that, okay? Just take note. I'm disappointed. Makes sense because I didn't follow through. It's not a big deal. I can learn from this and move on. Okay. Good. Christine, still disappointed, but hopeful that I will do better with these strategies. Yes. Also feeling anxious, read decision to never drink again or moderate. Oh, Sharon, I'm sorry that your husband laughed at you. Made you more determined. Yeah. And that might be a follow-up conversation that you want to have with him. You know, like it's not very supportive, right? Like it's hard to make changes. And we need all the support that we can get. So lean on the Alive AF group for you, Sharon. Moving on now. So we're going to figure out what we're going to do going forward. Okay. And a lot of you are like, ah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> take a deep breath. All right. Let's all collectively take a deep breath now together. Relax. Okay. Come back to us. Find your seat. Let's focus again. So we're going to decide what you want to do with alcohol going forward for the next month or just for the next seven days. Okay. So you want to just kind of answer some questions for yourself. What was your experience like not drinking this past month? Do you feel better? Do you have less anxiety? Do you have more energy? Are you less reactive? Do you have more confidence? Okay. So if you were successful and didn't drink, is this making you feel better? What was the collective experience like for you? Okay. And just sort of take note of that. You want to jot some notes down in your journal. That's fine. And then if you did drink, what was your experience like? How did you feel? 
What was the total experience like for you if you did drink? And it's important to bring this into your conscious awareness. So it's going to help direct you decide what you're going to do next time. I like not feeling this starting over. I'm going to definitely turn it around the thinking when I only drink five days out of this month, which was a huge improvement. Huge, Amanda. Absolutely. You know, 25 days of not drinking, like that's a big deal. <laughs> you know, that's very worthy of a celebration. So focus on that more than the, the days that you didn't. Okay. The replay will be up later today and we'll email it out when it's ready. Okay. You have less shame. Your relationships are better. Good. Okay. So if you did drink, you know, what was that like for you? Did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? Do you wish you didn't? Like, these are all important things to inform your decisions going forward. You're, you're afraid of failing. Okay. That's all right. That's normal, right? We don't want to declare that I'm never drinking again, because what if we do, right? It's absolutely normal. You don't need to declare that you're never drinking again. I have not declared that. And I'm going on six years of not drinking. So just know you don't have to declare that if you don't want to. We're going to do a group exercise here. So come back to me. All right. I want you all to close your eyes together and take a big breath in through your nose. And exhale through your mouth. And just relax into your body. Okay. Notice your butt in your seat, your feet on the floor. Where are your arms resting? Notice your body making contact to the surface that's underneath it. Take another big, deep breath. Notice how it feels coming in through your nose and out through your mouth, relaxing, coming into your body. Another big, deep breath in. Okay, keep your eyes closed. And I want you to ask yourself, how does it feel continuing on without drinking? How does it feel in your body when you think about not drinking going forward? So if you've been in dry January and you're confused about moving forward, how does it feel in your body to think about to keep going without drinking. Just sort of notice what that feels like. Does it feel open? Does it feel like yes? Just take note, keep breathing. Try not to get up in your head right now, stay in your body. All right, so now take another big deep breath. Exhale, notice how you feel in your body. Ask yourself, does adding drinks back in with intention feel right moving forward? Ask yourself that question. Does adding drinks back in feel good? Notice in your body how that feels. And just take note of that. Try not to be up in your head, okay? We're trying to feel in our body and tap into our intuition about what's next for us, okay? 
And the more you practice this, if this is the first time you're ever doing this, don't worry, you can't get it wrong. There's, you know, if you don't, if you're not sure, it's okay. But the more you get to know yourself, the more these answers become a little bit clear. If you can't tell it's okay, listen to your gut. What was the first response that came up to you? Type it in the chat. Lisa, more anxiety with drinking. Yes. Rhiannon, going for another 30 days. Yeah, like if you if if you felt like eh, like this nervous, like eh, anxious energy when you thought about drinking, it's probably a good sign to be like, you need some more time. Gut reaction was a hell no. Keep going feels calming. Doing a dried February. Adding back makes me feel anxious, tense, and fearful. Keep working on reducing. Yes. Imagine myself drinking less. Feeling partially exciting, partially nervous. February is only 29 days. I heard that from another member of yours. I can totally do this. Absolutely. I can only do one week at a time. That's absolutely fine. You don't need to decide. This is just an exercise of what what is kind of coming up for me? What is my body telling me and my intuition about, am I going to add drinks back in, whether it's just for the seven days or if it's for another month? And you don't have to make those decisions. Yeah. So you're nervous. You may go back, um, back then over drinking may return. Yeah. So like if you're feeling that nervousness, like that might be just, maybe you need some more time, right? To have some more space between you and alcohol, we can decide again another time. Okay. If you're still unsure, give yourself a couple more minutes to think about this. Okay. We're just, maybe just focus on the next seven days, the first week of February. There's no right or wrong decisions here. I, I got coaching on this myself when I was doing this seven years ago, six years ago. Okay. And I just, I was making a decision on whether I was going to be alcohol free for this trip that I was taking a short weekend trip. And I was so torn up about it. I kept thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. I got coached on it. And she's like, just make a decision. There's no right or wrong. I chose not to, because I think what was coming through for me at that time was like, whenever I contemplate too long on decisions, it's like, I shouldn't do it. If I'm spinning out, thinking about it over and over and over again, it's always kind of like, maybe you just shouldn't do it, you know? And I didn't, I didn't drink on that trip. And it was amazing. It was such a good decision for me because I got to experience going out to dinner without drinking for the first time, traveling for the first time without drinking. And it really set me up well. And if I did plan to drink, I also probably would have, you know, learned a lot then too. So like, it was just the decision that I made, but I was torn up about it for a long time. It really doesn't matter. The most important thing is to make decisions in advance. So we aren't at the expense of our primitive brains, urges and desires. So now we're going to make a plan. All right. We're going to write it down. If you're in a live AF, grab your worksheet, fill that top part of the worksheet out. If you're not in a live AF on your journal or your piece of paper, you're going to write down every day of the week. So Monday, Tuesday, Monday through Sunday, starting today through following Sunday. And I'm going to show you how in the next slide. So this is what it looks like. This is how detailed specific. So if you are adding drinks back in, this is an example of what that might look like. If you aren't adding drinks back in, you want to do another month you still want to make a seven day drink plan. Okay. You want to be intentional about it and you want to write down and cement in your decision to do zero. So for me, I like to plan my non-alcoholic drinks instead of my alcoholic drinks. So I do a daily food plan and I write tea with honey 
<laughs> and water with lemon. Like I, you know, I plan out my water intake too. So you could write Monday zero herbal tea with night at night with honey, right? If you are having a glass of wine at one point during this week or whatever your drink of choice is, you want to be very specific about it. So it's a glass of red wine at home after dinner with husband, right? It's very specific about when, where, and what. Okay, so take a few minutes and make your drink plan for the week. And that's normal, Kelly. You said it feels right to keep going and fearful of failure. Yeah, but that first part is is what you want to listen to, right? I want to keep going. Let's just focus on the next seven days. We can work on your fears around failure, okay? I think if you guys did the evaluations more regularly, you wouldn't be so scared of failing because in the evaluations, you're focusing on what you did well what you didn't and what you're going to do differently next time, instead of just beating yourself up about it and staying in that shame cycle, right? That's not a part of the failure. You might automatically want to shame yourself when you have a failure, right? Or a slip up. That's probably going to happen. because that's just our normal human response to things. But if you do the evaluation, you move through that shame faster and you get back on your intentions and you learn something about it. So the failures don't feel as heavy. Okay, there's actually really nothing to be scared of except some emotional vibrations and the talk that you allow yourself to have in your mind. That's like the worst, right? So you all can handle that. You've all you've all experienced before. It's what you do in that failure, what you what you decide what you're going to learn from it is going to move you forward. Right? So if you weren't scared of that and you're like use it as a learning opportunity, you wouldn't be as scared to fail and you would probably take bigger risks. Okay. Does everybody have their drink plan? I want to see it in the chat, the full thing. <laughs> okay. Does anybody have any questions about their drink plan? Confusion around it. How are you feeling right now about moving forward, thinking about what is you're going to choose to do in the next week? I love holy basil, Sharon. I'm really into, um, it's called Tulsi, T-U-L-S-I. I think it's holy basil. It's a very um, calming herbal tea that I drink with my honey at night right now. Otherwise it's like decaf black teas or, um, chamomile. Um, I, I rotate a lot, but that's what the one that I'm into right now. All right, Rhiannon, what are your thoughts about the ski trip this weekend? All right. Good job with your drink plan. No drinks, lemonade with lavender, bitter at night and hot tea. Love that Danielle. Oh, you're going to feel left out. There will be a lot of booze. Yeah. So those are your thoughts, right? So what are you missing out on with all that booze? What do you think you're actually going to be missing out on? Like get detailed on that. Like, what is it? Are you going to be missing out on conversations? Um, feeling buzzed? Like what specifically do you think you'll be missing out on? <laughs> Hangover and bad sleep. So nothing good. Yeah. So, right. So sometimes our brain says, I'm going to be missing out on something. It's really important to kind of like probe it a little bit. Well, what would I be missing out on? If you really think about it, it's like silly conversations, maybe late night shenanigans, um, shitty sleep, feeling like shit the next day. Like, is that really that important to me? Could I feel like I'm missing out a little bit to honor myself and feel good? Probably. So like, that's kind of like a playing it forward tool, right? Like 
Don't let your brain just sit there and fester. I'm going to be missing out on something. Well, what? What could I be missing out on? And if I feel like I'm missing out on something, is there something I could add in to that experience so that I feel like I'm still connecting with the group? What else could I do um, that would maybe add to the situation and and not have alcohol? Yes, there are lots of non-alcoholic options. All right, so we have our drink plan. All right, so I want to answer questions for you now. That's that's the presentation. Um, we went through all of the tools. We did our evaluation. You have your plan and your commitment going forward, if not for the next month, but at least for the next seven days. At the end of this, so next on Sunday, this coming Sunday, you're going to want to make another drink plan for the next week, okay? And just keep continuing that. Keep doing your evaluations every day. What worked? What didn't work? What What can I do differently next time? That is the meat of it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that class. Hey, I've got one spot, one private room left for my North Carolina and coaching package. The retreat is April 15th through the 19th. The coaching starts in February. So now's your time. Now's the time to invest in yourself. If you were slaying it during dry January and you want to keep that momentum going, sign up, put your application in or your deposit down. I'll see that come through. I'll send you a link to complete your payment and you will be in. If you weren't as successful as you wanted to be in dry January, put your deposit down. I'll send you an email to finish your payment and you will be in. Don't just think that you had to be successful. A lot of people think I'll try this and if it works, then I'll join up or then I'll sign up. That's actually not the right attitude to have. You actually want to sign up when you're struggling, when you know you want the extra support to take you forward towards your goals. And if you've been struggling to do this on your own and you want the high touch accountability, this is an amazing package to buy. Okay. You get to come with me in April, beautiful springtime in North Carolina. I have amazing things planned for us and you get private coaching with me. All right. So the link for that is in the show notes and I will talk to you next week, my friends. Bye for now. Oh, one more thing. (laughs) A live AF, my monthly membership, my stopover drinking monthly membership is having its one year anniversary. Isn't that amazing? It's been one year since I launched this program. And to celebrate that, I am bringing back the annual membership opportunity. So you can pay for one full year in advance for a limited time. And with that, you get two months for free. So it's $960 for the whole year. The link to do that is also in the show notes. So continue your efforts, my friends, and I've got you. Talk soon. I want you to check out AngelaMasonic.com forward slash Alive AF. You know what it's like to have a desire to cut back on your drinking, right? You start to read books, listen to podcasts, try things, but you might not be able to yet put all the pieces and suggestions together in a way that actually makes sense and works for you. You might struggle with beating yourself up after an overdrink. You might get frustrated with yourself when you take two steps forward and then another two steps back and get overwhelmed with what's right and wrong about your relationship with alcohol. Your friends tell you that you should be able to have just one drink, and it isn't a big deal. You might be white-knuckling through urges and resisting instead of peacefully processing them. And you might struggle with your identity as someone who has enjoyed having a lot of wine or alcohol in your life. It's around you all the time. It's what you do and who you are. 
Well, after five years of successfully coaching hundreds of women through these struggles, I have created the Alive AF membership where women like you can learn the basics and what it takes to cut back and reach your goals with alcohol, whether it is to just drink less or totally quit. And when you join, you will get the exact framework I used to change my own relationship with alcohol and still use today that has led me to be alcohol free for over five years. You're going to get access to my resources, videos, and worksheets that have been proven to change and reduce how much you drink. Every day you can ask questions, share your obstacles, and get coaching and direct support on the challenges you will face with love and no judgment. Also, you will get immediate access to workshops like uncovering your alcohol identity and changing it, how to say no to things that don't support your new identity or life or goals, aka boundaries. (laughs) a workshop called Creating Emotional Agency, and another one, How to Manage Your Mind to Succeed at Your Goals and More. Every month we have a brand new workshop. These workshops are filled with step-by-step prompts and instruction to help you create the exact relationship with alcohol that is best for you. My mission and vision for Alive AF is to be a hub of support and resources for women to come and learn how to do what is best for them and becoming more alive in the process. When you join, you're going to learn how to take care of yourself better, how to feel good and become more alive and go after the life that you really want. I want this membership to be affordable and an easy solution where you can get all the help you need in one simple place whenever you need it. So no need to go read another book, find a new podcast, attend a free webinar, or go down the path of piecemealing it all together. Join Alive AF and have it all there in one place for you anytime you need it. So go to AngelaMasenic.com forward slash Alive AF and enrollment is open right now. See you inside.